This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. This is a ransom payment of about $6 billion. And while we're all happy when anybody who's in a place like Evan Prison gets home to their families, no one can have any feeling but joy, think about the next person that'll be taken, right? The incentive system is now put in place. That is former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on Fox News yesterday. And it's been described more than once on my number one New York City program today as a glorified ransom payment, which is exactly what Pompeo said. It's one thing if you swap five Americans for five Iranians, it's still Ryan and Fagosi, but fine. When you throw in $6 billion dollars, to a country that wakes up every day looking for new ways to destroy Israel and the United States doesn't seem to make a heck of a lot of sense. So one of the guys that I watch on TV whenever I can, I love this guy. He's been on the show before, but not often. So when he's on, it's a big deal, is General Jack Keane. And on this somewhat historic day, he's on this morning. General Keene, how are you, pal? I'm doing well on yourself. I'm doing great. Uh, nice to have you back on the program. You heard Mike there describe this basically as a ransom payment. And really what it does is it incentivizes other enemies to grab Americans because who knows how many billions can come that way. Is that is it really that simple? Is he right? Yeah, he's absolutely right. I mean, this is a windfall of $6 billion, and... The administration is trying to make the distinction that they're going to be able to control the distribution of this funds, and it's only going to go for humanitarian aid and economic assistance. Well, let's say that that's actually true. Well, that still provides $6 billion of relief for them that they can spend on foreign policy, national security, and their malign behavior. However, listen, we've got 43 years of experience with this regime. They started it in the 1980s. They blew up our embassies. They blew up our barracks. They started a hostage-taking program that killed our CIA station chief and nearly brought down an administration because we were trading anti-tank weapons for hostages with the Reagan administration. They came clean about what was doing, and they got a pass on it. But what we identified is that this has been a malign regime for 43 years, and we can't trust them no matter what they say. And that's just the reality of it. They're going to take the money, and it's going to help them continue their aggressive behavior in the Middle East. And they have a single stated objective every single year. And they make this pronouncement every year. Our strategic objective is to dominate and control the Middle East, to control the Persian Gulf flow of oil, to drive the United States out of the Middle East, and to destroy the state of Israel. And some people, I guess, may in our audience roll their eyes at that. But I take them at their word. I believe they're dead serious 
about all that I just said. And and making money off of hostages, as you call it, and, and Mike Pompeo calls it ransom, is part of their strategy. And absolutely, as much as we want the hostages to come home, and who isn't gratified with joy watching them be reunited with friends, family, and loved ones after coming down that gangplank. But my God, I mean, within the next two or three months, they're going to grab somebody else. Yeah. And why? Because it's in their interest to do so. That's what we're facing. And we're not tough enough on them. I mean, we should slam them hard for what they do and and go after not just Atmajinajad. We should go after the entire regime and double down on sanctions and be very, very tough on them. And we're just we're not doing all of that. No, we're the we're exact back. we're the exact opposite. Let's not forget that this president about to speak at the UN in about an hour was part of the administration with uh, Obama, who I couldn't stand, and John Kerry, who's the biggest phony in America today. Those two bastards, uh, General Jack, put together the Iran deal, which I know for a fact, because I've got friends in Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, and Germany, that Iran never, ever complied with, not from day one. They continued to collect nuclear stuff to make sure they can make their bombs. And now you get Biden in charge, and now he's talking about getting that deal going again and giving them $6 billion. What is it about the Obama-slash-Biden administration where they actually place their allegiances to Iran before America? Explain that to me. Yeah, they, going back to the Obama administration, I know this for a fact. After he was elected and prior to him actually assuming office, his national security team conceptualized that President Obama's greatest foreign policy achievement could be similar to Nixon, who reached out to China by reaching out to Iran and settling the deal with them and ending the strife in the Middle East. And that, and during that period of time, before he became president, took the oath. He wrote a leader. He wrote a letter to the supreme leader, trying to lay out a plan for them to come together. So it's no surprise that they reached out with the so-called nuclear deal, which was an abomination, as we all know, because it guaranteed the Iranians to have a nuclear weapon with no restrictions uh, when the clause, the sunset clauses were over. And President Biden came in, and within 30 days of his administration, he reached out to Iran to restart the deal. At the same time, he stiffened the Arabs in the region and pushing back on the Israelis, particularly after Prime Minister Netanyahu comes back into power. So what is that picture? Appeasing the Iranians, stiffening the Arabs, and pushing back on the Israelis when we should be bringing the Israelis and the Arabs together in a coalition against Iran. The strategy dealing with Iran in the Middle East has been wrong through both of those administrations. And they put us in jeopardy by these policy mistakes and malfeasance. You know, i got a personal story for you. I've got a friend, uh, General Jack. Her name is Shirley Sotloff. Okay? She's a nice old Jewish lady that lives down in South Florida. And her son, Stephen, who was a nice kid, Miami Heat fan, he was a writer, he was one of the two guys that was beheaded by Jihadi John. The other, of course, was the journalist Foley. And she said to me, me and my husband, Arnie, we begged and pleaded with Barack Obama. They wanted a ransom. My husband would give them whatever they want. If they wanted $10 million, we'd find it. We just wanted our Stephen home. And you know what she got instead? A video of his son's head being severed by the man standing behind him. So my question to you is very simple. 
How do these bastards make up their minds who to bring home and not? Yeah, but that is absolutely shameful, disgraceful behavior. I don't know how you can face the family of the American people participating in something in something like that. That's an absolute disgrace. No, our policy here is just dead wrong, and that's that's the reality of it. And we're not nearly tough enough on this regime. The other thing, when they came into power and and started the appeasing the, the Iranians by reaching out to them on a nuclear deal. They never told the American people they began to ease up on the Trump sanctions because they wanted to convince the Iranians that they were sincere about working uh, with them. Meanwhile, we know that what this behavior is. It's not the Arabs who have destabilized the Middle East. It's not the Israelis who have destabilized the Middle East. It's the Iranians and the radical Islamists. And that is who we should be organized against. We have had it wrong. It's dead wrong right now as we speak. General Jack, I had Gordon Chang on a couple of hours ago when I just read today that uh, they spotted as many as 150. That's a lot of planes, Chinese planes, over Taiwan. And we keep hearing the two easy ways to get to World War III. Putin goes into Poland, and the more likely scenario China goes into Taiwan, something that we never heard once even flirted with when my friend Donald Trump was president. So with 150 planes over Taiwan, what are the odds you think that China does do it? And does that really mean, does that really mean World War Three? Well, I think the most dangerous scenario is certainly that President Xi does what he's threatened to do. And that is take Taiwan by force. And that means an invasion. I think the most likely scenario for him, because he's had success in the region and he hasn't fired a shot, I think the likely thing is he would expand what you're just describing, that he would use an air blockade and a maritime blockade to take control of Taiwan without firing a shot and doing it and then forcing the Taiwanese and the Americans to do something about it. I think that is much more likely, and obviously that could lead uh, to armed conflict. The seriousness of this is not just not the threat of war. It's the fact that our military capability, because of 9-11, has eroded in the region. The United States is the world's number one military superpower, capable of projecting power all over the world to the 380-plus bases we have. But when we get within 1,500 miles of mainland China, the advantage militarily switches to China because they outgun us and outman us. They've got more offensive missiles better, more defensive missiles better, and more ships and airplanes than we have. And that's the harsh reality of it. And we've got to move with a sense of urgency to fix this. And the administration isn't doing nearly enough fix the military erosion that I'm speaking very frankly about. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. GaboLaw, where winning is no accident.
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. The military erosion, uh, General Jack, and also maybe the media makes too much of this, my side of the media, I should say, and that's why you're great, great to talk to this morning, and that is this woke army. You know, you keep hearing, oh, the army is too woke. They're more concerned about sexual preferences and gender, and that's weakened our army as well. Any truth to that? I'm very close to the military. Listen, that is an exaggerated issue. We've always had equal opportunity classes since I was a pup, a second lieutenant. And uh, those things are, are very few and far between. What our troops are doing this, they're sailing ships, they're flying airplanes. They're, I'm an infantry paratrooper, ranger all my life. They're jumping out of airplanes. They're doing tough, meaningful training. We got record high, 50-year high retention in our services. Why is that? Because they feel good about what they're doing. That, and they, it has meaning and purpose to their life. We got a recruiting problem, but that's a different issue. The wokeness is seriously exaggerated, in my view, for political reasons. But last one, and again, what a great conversation, General Jack. Thank you so much. Uh, Joe Biden is set to speak in about an hour. He's going to spend a lengthy amount of time talking about Ukraine-Russia. He's set to meet with Zelensky on Thursday at the White House. Uh, I, for one, I think that uh, we should have uh, said goodbye a while ago. I think we give these people way too much money. I can't figure it out. Uh, I'm not a service guy. Maybe I'm, I'm ignorant. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't know. But I just don't get what the hell Biden this country is doing in this war. So you tell me, is Biden doing the right thing? Keep writing checks. What should we do on this Ukraine-Russia conflict? The war in Ukraine matters rather significantly. Putin has told us time and time again that he really wants to pull into the Russian Federation all the Euro- Eastern European countries, most of whom are all I'm part of NATO now, with the exception of Ukraine. Well, let me stop you for one second. I, I know what Putin has said, but you being a decorated soldier, you have to be very unimpressed. What he says and what he does are two, two separate things. This has been a, a horrendous effort. Putin's embarrassed himself these last 20 months, has he not? No, but his, he's not changing his aspirational goals. And you can see that, how he's sticking to it. I mean, yes, is his combat performance been... Pretty amazing to me in terms of the lack of uh, lack of performance. He, the troops are poorly trained, poorly led, and not as well equipped as we expect them to be. But nonetheless, he's got he outnumbers and outguns the Ukrainians, and he'll take a protracted war because he believes politically the Europeans and the United States will eventually take a knee and stop supporting the Ukrainians. We've got to look at the bigger picture. If, if Putin wins in Ukraine, China wins. And she will see that as an incentive, you know, that the United States and like-minded countries under pressure, and particularly with the threat of a protracted war, it will take a knee. And I, I, I think that is absolutely the wrong policy. We've got to stick with this thing. Look what we've got for it. We've destroyed half of Putin's combat forces. Ukraine now has 83% of their country, so 17% are still in Russian control. The Ukrainians would like us to continue to support them 
so they can liberate the rest of the people. And I think we should continue to do that. My criticism of this administration is they haven't given them everything they needed when they needed it. It's always half measures. Now we're talking about finally giving them F-16s that they asked for last year, finally giving them our longest-range missile that we have in the Army called the Army Tactical Missile System, ATACMS. They asked for that last year, and we're finally thinking about giving it to them. Uh, I sit in, in, in meetings at times that I'm invited to for some of these discussions in the Pentagon, even though I'm outside the military. And, I, and I've been arguing we should be all in. If you want to end the war sooner, give the Ukrainians everything that they need so they can bring this thing to an end on favorable terms and drive the Russians out once and for all. You keep giving half measures like this. The strategy seems to be that you don't want the Ukrainians to lose, but you don't want them to win either. And that's kind of where we are. And that's my criticism of them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, it seems kind of obvious. Why don't you think Millie or uh, Biden or uh, I forget the other gentleman's name, Lloyd Austin, why, why do you think they can't figure that out? I mean, you're not the first person to tell me this. You're like the hundredth. Why can't they figure that out? What seems to be the problem? Well, the fact, the fact is it's the White House who's controlling the real staff. There's a number of senior people uh, in the administration who have made recommendations to give the Ukrainians everything they want, to include, interesting enough, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Defense, and also the chairman. But the policymakers in the White House have always been spooked by the fact if we give them too much advanced weapons, that Putin could escalate, and Putin has been waving around the threat of a tactical nuclear weapon you know, from the outset. And many in the administration have bought into that. I think unnecessarily, it doesn't make any sense that he would do that, because that would bring the United States and NATO into the war. Then he loses everything. So I think that's some of the background as to why this policy is what it is. General Jack Keane, I can't thank you enough. What a fascinating, great conversation. You're brilliant. You're great. I love you on TV. Love you even more here. Thank you for joining me this morning, and stay well, buddy. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, it's great talking to your audience, as always. Thank, uh, you, thank you, Jack. Thank you. Thank you. i got to rethink my stance, I think, on this whole Ukraine-Russia uh, thing. I don't know. 
If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.